Is it the Philippines with a balut? That's, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. I'll give it a try. I've, I've, I've had it before. I remember like, because we did it in Bible college. It was like a game thing that we did. I remember and, like, that. Yeah. No unclean thing has ever entered into this mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Balut is disgusting, dude. It's a boarded. It's like a boarded thing. I like, uh, <laughs> bird, right? Dang. Yeah, it's a duck. It's like a chick, right? You notice that? <laughs> I just remember, I just remember Marcos's expression when, when like, they announced that they were gonna eat it in Bible college, and he was just like, <laughs> "There's like a video." This is fear, a picture or something like the that. The fear in his face was just. I was like, the "Heck no! Prices. This ain't no tacos. <laughs> this ain't no tongue tacos and testing tacos. No." Mm-mm. Uh, we're just warming up, John. So. You gotta chime in, talk. Yes, I'll let you know when we start. Alrighty. Everyone's gotta warm up. Yeah. We'll let you know when to talk. Keep quiet until then. Episode <laughs> number four. Hike still hasn't learned. <laughs> They're talking to the bike. You can't just reach in front of a Mexican. You might get socked. <laughs> I've learned that. The hard way. Alright, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Rod of Iron Podcast. Where fundamental Baptist breakdown discussions, dogma, and daily events. I am your host, Pastor Bruce Mejia of First Works Baptist Church in Amani, California. And I'm joined by the fundamentalists in our church, Brother Marco Sanchez, Hike Top Mason, Brother Ray Flores, and we got a special guest with us this evening, Brother John Sieber, the Assyrian. How's it going, Miss Ray? The Assyrian, Assyrian Baptist. The Assyrian Baptist. I like that. Same thing. <laughs> John the Assyrian. John the Assyrian. Right. Yeah, assassin Syrian. So he's here Sometimes to talk about. Find out I'm, a, I'm a Syrian before they find out my name. Yeah, but he's right with God. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, that's all I knew about you before yeah. I, yeah, for like the first year. <laughs> I just knew he was the Assyrian in our church. So he's here to talk about orthodoxy. He lived in a monastery yeah. for how long? Eight months. Eight months in a monastery. So he's going to give us some Eight horror stories it, about yeah. the monastery. <laughs> and then we're just going to shoot the breeze, talk about different things. <laughs> And uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. It's a hard so, time, huh? It actually was kind of like prison, yeah. People, <laughs> I'm serious. People in there acted like they I were bet. in prison. Were you there against your will, or was this voluntary? No, I mean... He voluntarily went there. Yeah, I voluntarily went there. Crazy. Uh, anybody up in there? Nah, I... Any tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Markings? Uh. I got this idea for the trip before I'd even gotten saved. I just... Uh, wanted well, to hold, hold off on the stories. Hold off on the stories, because yeah. we need a... We need to cue that intro. Talking about the creamer in this yeah, cup. Look at all the stuff this guy's got in this thing. It's like a list on the back of a processed box. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got stuff in there you can't even pronounce. SS, this, SS, that, sugar free. Okay, so on Sunday I preached on that. I, yeah, I, there may not be sugar, but that's a I talked about snack. no creamer in coffee, right? But I actually do put creamer. Yeah. I put Real heavy cream. cream. Yeah, okay, 
Yeah, heavy cream. Yeah, this is heavy cream. Okay, yeah. yeah. In my eyes, no, coffee. No, no, that's in there. Once you read us off a couple more things. It's sugar-free vanilla and cinnamon dulce. <laughs> But it's like we used to do that in Bible college. It's Why like, are you trying to bring me this? Uh, guys, you used to, to do bring it too. me into this. <laughs> this guy got mine. He defend he ordered, yourself. He ordered, his, he ordered his like that. Next thing you know, they're putting that in my one. I can't even drink. It. I'm on that diabetic. I told you, sweet son. I thought you were gonna say that from the pulpit when you're up there preaching. You were saying about the coffee. I was like, come on, say diabetic. Get that diabetic preaching. Nothing sweet. I was just rude. <laughs> I said it to you like a week ago, and then you were like, oh. You were laughing. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, say it." That didn't even come to mind. Man. I was just thinking about specialty coffee. Who, you guys drink your coffee black? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you drink your coffee your your coffee black? I mean, I can. The only reason I don't is just because I just like it's just, I can't try to get on me. I can. because it's like it's just like it's just like too thin. Like, like if like I wanted to, I could. That's why you drink I like Turkish like, coffee, I like the man. It's thick. It's it like makes tar, it like a little bro. bit thicker. Like it just tastes like it's like I'm drinking. All right, well, hot water. well, it's like I'm drinking tea. Heavy cream. Half like and half, and get, they get a pass. Yeah, like in the morning, I'll drink the my creamer that black. I was talking about. Is like the 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 sweet creamer. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the coffee mate, coffee mate cream, the, the French sugar. vanilla. Yeah, the melted plastic. Yeah, John, sugar. John and I drink that kind of coffee. Turkish coffee's worth that. Your teeth black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Turkish yeah. coffee's pretty. Yeah. You guys are all talking about your hey, black uh, coffee. Hey, hold on a second. What are you talking about? Didn't you say you're a tea drinker? I drink tea too. Tea toddler? You a red? You a what? Oh, drinking tea, man. <laughs> You're in the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. We imported tea for a reason because we drank it. Yeah, but then they threw it on the wires. They didn't give a crap about that. That's when we started drinking <laughs> so coffee. They didn't give a crap about taxes, bro. We, we still care for the tea. Hey, uh, the Turkish coffee is 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 pretty good. Yeah, that's right. That one time before yeah, the service, that. it was like a Sunday night service. John oh, brought his. Yeah. I was punching. He stuff. brought his Mario's. apothecary. His, he brought his little tubes and but stuff. This guy's always got coffee made at his house. I'm suspicious. Who hike? Need some creamer? Like you got any uh, any cream? Like just like regular? Yeah, he's got that coffee made, that hazelnut. He's a he's a I got Oreo cookie white, peppermint <laughs> creamer. You guys ever seen those creamers that <laughs> I have like? No I left it out for you guys, bro. You guys I mean, ever seen those stuff? creamers that have like five different flavors, like Oreo cookie peppermint? That's yeah, that's like that's like leaf vanilla. Things that are not past, even food. Yeah, if you go past vanilla or hazelnut, I mean. I remember in Bible college, there was this guy that would drink his level. coffee. He would put like yeah, 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 half yeah. the cup of creamer, which yeah. is like hazelnut. So if this, like, was, if this was the coffee cup, yeah. let's say this is the coffee cup, the creamer would be up to here. It looks like a cup. That's and the rest fact, of it. When I first saw that lens, I thought it was a coffee it's cup. It's like a thermos or something. Yeah. This is a 7200 lens right here. This is, this is the beast lens. Right? They used to have that type of coffee uh, when I was in Iraq. Yeah. So they serve you up. Turkish oh. coffee is good. So one night, uh, one Sunday night, he offered it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll have some." I, how much was it? It was, it was like, just a cup. Much. It was terrible. That, right? that much, right? Dude. I and I drink. I didn't know, but I drank the whole thing with with. I think Brian's you only preached too. for like ten minutes I'm that filtered, night, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I took the whole thing. I was like, <laughs> like I felt like I was like had like um cotton mouth or something <laughs> and then like my my heart started like yeah bro i was like like a, Mex like a mexican candy or like yeah heck yeah that's i wanted the whole i wanted the whole experience because i thought that's what you did oh you got the whole experience too. oh yeah when you're my heart was palpitating yeah. when it starts skipping beats it's like oh this stuff's good <laughs> 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 Should have seen Margos in the back. You when we had the PA booth. Skipping beats. I know in Armenia there there are. Certain Why does everything have to go back to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it eventually does. 
<laughs> we get it. No one landed on Mount Ararat. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> go ahead, hi. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, so you know when you, when you when you drink the liquid and then you have the grinds left over. Turn it over. You turn it over. And then people like read the future. That's gypsy stuff, like man. That's gypsy stuff. involved in this. Yeah. They turn a cup over and then they flip it back over and they read the coffee cup and they tell you like what your future is like. And your watch goes Crazy missing and your stuff. wallet goes missing and all that stuff. Know. <laughs> swiping your stuff. Yeah, they swipe your stuff. <laughs> Armenian fortune coffee. Yeah. I remember it was, it was strong. It was good. And I just remember the like uh, the preaching was super hot. Like, and I saw the future. Like I was just like, I'll bring more. The preaching was like an AK forty-seven. Yeah. I felt you only preached for like ten minutes that night. <laughs> I thought I preached for like ten hours. <laughs> I was just gone. <laughs> I was gone. It was I think, good though. I think you were just yelling at one point. You were just like, reprobates. You hit that brother Segura. He preaches fast, dude. He's a yeah, fast yeah, but this girl preaches fast. Yeah. You preach in Spanish too for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I I just started drinking my coffee black like I don't know, it was like maybe three or four years ago. How something. do you make your coffee? Uh, what do you mean? Like you just pour over or? What? I've done pour over. Sometimes I'll do pour over. Sometimes I just use the regular uh, coffee maker mm. using a filter. I like doing the pour overs and stuff like that. It just takes too much time. Yeah. Like I have a bear grinder and you know, I grind my own coffee, but that takes a while. And then you have to do the little kettle and stuff and let it, let it blossom and do all that. It tastes great, but it just takes too long mm -hmm. to do. I but just, I like having my thing already ready when I wake up. I just remember a guy yeah. telling me like drinking coffee black is the way to go. That's all man drinks coffee. So no sugar. No creamer, just as is. I hit the bucks every morning on the way to work. But now I get two coffees. Dang. You trying to die? I got issues. <laughs> got issues. I, I, get, I, get, I, get, I get a venti cold brew, but then I get a little tall pike on the side. Drink nice. Oh, you get both. Yeah. Man. The blonde rose from Starbucks is really good. <clears throat> I don't drink iced coffee until the, until like midday. Mm. Yeah. But I drink I drink coffee at home, so I, I, yeah, I have specialty coffee. Mm -hmm. So do you drink your iced coffee from home too? You're saying no. Or you get that? Well, actually, sometimes my wife will make me iced coffee. Yeah. See, but see, but you got the last time I went with you, you got the iced coffee instead of the cold brew. You gotta get the cold brew. Stronger. I got the cold brew. The cold brew stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. Well, it, it's stronger, but it doesn't doesn't have an aftertaste. Like, yeah, iced coffee has an aftertaste to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the a little bit does. more acidic. Well, eventually, honestly, a, but it's stronger. I'm trying to get to the point where um, I drink my coffee, my 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 iced coffee just like plain as well. Cause actually, if you go to you go to roasteries and stuff like that. Oh, um, remember when we first had iced coffee <laughs> at the Verve? We're like, what the? Heck <laughs> We're like, I'm like, it's too put, fancy. I was like, can you put like extra stuff in here? Or like, what's wrong? Can with we get coffee? more pumps of like yeah. cinnamon dulce? <laughs> I got some of my money. But that's how you're supposed to drink it, though. And it, the best way to do it is just drinking specialty coffee. Was, yeah, like specialty coffee. Like if you get, do don't you drink Folgers. Like or I, 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 um, like well, that's like part of waking during up. the day. All the cream, cream and stuff. Nah, this is you heavy cream. Just drink cold brew, just plain. <laughs> mm -hmm. But this is just heavy cream, mm. so I can get my fats in. <laughs> um, yeah, iced coffee black. That's the way to go. It was like when we went. If we were like go eat at a restaurant and have caviar, that's how it was. We can't like appreciate it. I guess at the Verve. What was it? That's a stretch. <laughs> You've never had caviar? I've had caviar. Yeah. Oh, that's 
Black or orange? Black. It's good. I heard orange is better. Really? Yeah. Orange is way better. No. I mean, it tastes better, but what's the expensive stuff from sturgeon? It's black, yeah. That's what the expensive. Oh, wow. I heard the orange one is more expensive. Have you ever seen a video? Watch a video of how they get caviar from a sturgeon. It's disgusting. You're like, oh, dude, I would never eat that. How do they get it? Slice a live fish over. It's absolutely normal. It tastes delicious. It's actually uh, quite good uh, the way they get it. Like, I've seen like, how they like, get it, and they, this is not like what he's talking about. The surgeon, they all start pouring out a freaking little hole, or they cut a little hole in it. Like, in the mic, Ray, in the mic. Oh, well, I don't even know if the mic wants that. <laughs> <laughs> so they massage the, the fish. So the fish comes out. It's, first of all, the type, when you look at the fish, I mean, this ain't no rainbow fish, good-looking fish. This is a dirty, nasty fish in the depths of a dirty yeah. freaking swamp pond. It's I don't want. Sturgeon, and they're giant. I don't want to eat fish disgusting. anymore. It's like a dinosaur. <laughs> he made me not want to eat Looks fish like a anymore. a mini shark or something. Yeah, it's disgusting. And then they, like, cut a little hole or, like, whatever. It has a hole in it or whatever. Like, it's pregnant. Then they just start, like, just rubbing it all hard. <laughs> and it's, like, all this black crap coming out. And they're, like, oh, yeah. Pay a lot for that. <laughs> <clears throat> like, yeah, I'd spend a drop of G on that. I mean, if you're Armenian, you got that type of money. <laughs> you know, poor little guy like me. <laughs> I'd rather just have salmon. <laughs> yeah. Or imitation crab. <laughs> imitation crab. Yeah. Well, we have Brother John Sieber with us this evening. Brother John is a member of our church. How, how long has it been since you first came to our church, John? Close to two years, or maybe a little bit more than two years now. I don't know. It was August of 2018. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, close to two years now. Speak up and speak into the mic. Close Great. Close to two years now. Uh, how long have you been saved? Uh, I got saved before I went to Turkey, so I think like three years. Yeah. All right. He's a faithful member of our church. He's actually one of our song leaders, too. I yep. think you song lead on Thursdays, right? right? And so he's doing a good job with that. He plays the piano. He's a, he's kind of like a jack of all trades, master of None. those trades as well. Yeah. As well. <laughs> and he's a he's a pilot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You fly airplanes, or you fly one airplane, but you're well, able to I fly, fly the the jet with my dad too. So, so what kind of airplane do you fly? It's a Cessna 150. Okay. So it's, it's a like spy the, plane. It's, a, it's like the <laughs> smallest trainer aircraft. Okay. Is. It's a little two seater, hundred horsepower. Four-cylinder engine. Yeah, you can land it right on your street. Yeah, you can. You can land it on this street. Really? We'll yes. pick you up this Saturday. Yeah, so, <laughs> do it again. Are you gonna have this during the Great Tribulation? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's well, gonna probably have yeah. the jet. But I only have one seat. I only got one yeah, seat. Yeah, exactly. The there's only one seat on there. No, no. There's take, two John? seats. So well, I'm your pastor, so me. I mean, like, <laughs> who, come on, bro, John. <laughs> what do you mean, who? The pastor? Yeah, come well, on, bro. Bets are off at that point. I mean, we're. I'm saying. I'm gonna be. I love you guys. It's a it just crashes. <laughs> so have you ever flown by yourself? Yeah, actually, I just had my first solo flight uh, last week. Yeah. So how long have you been training to fly? Um, I have 35 hours logged. So that's like the actual flight time I have. And it's that's like almost nothing, really. Well, I'm uh, like halfway to my like private nothing. license. Because 35, because people hear 35, they'd be like, well, that's a low number, but it's hours of yeah. flying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long so time. It's like so a, it's not it's, it's not super it's long. I'm not like a high time pilot or anything like that, but I'm halfway getting my private license and then um yeah, so I mean we had problems with the plane at first, like mechanical problems. So it's been a few months since I started studying and everything. But uh the actual time is just I mean a lot of it's been during this whole quarantine. Yeah. Where 
my dad, he's been off of work. He's my and he, he's been flying for quite some time, right? He's been flying since he was 14. How old is Ooh. he now? He's 56. Wow. Yeah. Is this is his airplane? Right. Okay, yeah. cool. So is he going to hand it down to you after I mean, he, he retires? He or? refers to it as my airplane. Oh, nice. He calls it my airplane. So you're the one who's taking care of it? Or yeah. Yeah, I take care you of ma- it. You I maintenance, do the maintenance it? and stuff like that, yeah. That's, that's cool. great. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're, you're looking to start a business one day with doing that? or uh, It'll start out just flying as a commercial pilot in some way, shape, or form, like a flight instructor or you know whatever kind of flying gig I could pick so, up. So uh, I hate flying. Yeah, you told me before. Yeah, I really hate it. I still want to take you up flying, do some spins, never, do some never gonna turns, go with you, some crazy stuff, do some uh, airplane drifting. Yeah, do some <laughs> no, I, I fly like I, I've flown a lot within the last two years. I probably have done more flown flying like this though. Ex- yeah, I never will. Uh, <laughs> we can see out the front. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, you can see. I, out the I'm talking front about like I hate flying just commercial airlines. Period. La Bamba, right? <laughs> I hate co- flying commercial airlines, the huge airplanes. Yeah. And they say those are the safest ones, right? Yeah. Like yours, the, the one that you have, those are more dangerous. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's a single, Isn't that true? It's a single engine. Single engine, yeah. So if you have an engine failure, you got to land somewhere. Yeah, you're dead. You're, well, I mean, you're not dead. You better be safe. Do you have parachutes <laughs> on that plane? No. But you're on a plane. You just glide it in, bro. Did you yeah. Did you just say and you don't have parachutes on the plane? No, we don't. Mm. We That's die not, like men. Why <laughs> yeah, why, 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 why wouldn't you? Well, if you're flying and you're at a decent enough altitude where you can glide somewhere, you're able to land somewhere, whether it's a field or a road or, you know, preferably an airport, obviously. <laughs> but if you're at an altitude where you can't glide to any of those places, a parachute's not going to open anyway. Yeah. Worst so a parachute case scenario, why don't you want to have a parachute with you? That's that, that's a good question. My airplane, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go down with the airplane. I'm the captain no, of the airplane. No, I mean, you don't go down. It doesn't matter. Pilots go down with their Yeah. How come there's no parachutes <laughs> in like an airliner? What? How come there's no parachutes in an airliner? And that's what I was going to get How come there's no parachutes in what? On like a jet airliner. That's exactly the question I wanted to get to. If I want to, as as private citizen carry a parachute with me just in case <laughs> <laughs> i agree i'm not gonna open the door for you man. hey i agree I open the door bro you don't have to <laughs> I, I i asked to sit out in bro if lane. you open the door you can get sucked out of that plane you're not gonna be able to open that parachute, into the turbulent man. into the turbine <laughs> you're gonna get sucked into the engine man dude the, the door's in the front i saw i think that see the suckers jumps out and just goes right into the turbine no but that's behind the turbine isn't it the door there's usually a door in the front and the back yeah is that and one in the middle the There's an emergency exit right. in the middle. You need to do some studying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, airplanes. Is, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I agree <laughs> that you should have parachutes, bro. but then again, I'm Not never gonna a fly in a, like in a, a bed sheet, bro. Give me a bed sheet. Off <laughs> bro, you've been seeing too many cartoons, <laughs> like flying. Bugs Bunny just flying okay. down. You want, a, you want an umbrella too, or what? <laughs> Mary Poppins. On a commercial flight, if you're flying on a commercial flight and something happens where you need a parachute, you can't use it anyway. You're gonna die. That's just what it is. Just a spoonful if it's that of sugar. Bad, you can't jump out of it at thirty thousand feet. You're dead. There's like any way you slice it. If it blows up, catches on fire, you're dead. This is what it is. Ray, Ray likes to look at the bright side of things. I don't give up that easily, bro. Yes, I'm, I'm probably never going to fly again. That would probably be a red flag, though, huh? Like a guy, guy getting on a commercial flight with a parachute. <laughs> yeah, they might not even you that. Hey, man. I heard a story one time. But the guy, like, hijacked the plane and he, jumped out with the parachute. Yeah. yeah. He didn't die. That guy. What? They never found him. Yeah, yeah, I know. He got away. Never found the guy. Never found the remains. Right. I forgot his name. He got away. They had like a sketch. He's got like sunglasses. He got away, man. He's like Dale Gribble. But see, perfect example. 
He had a parachute. Exactly. Commercial Airlines. Come on now. Went to Mexico, right? Like no, no, he said they never found him. <laughs> no, no, but he, I think he, he crossed the Mexican let me, border. Let's rewind this. <laughs> I think he crossed the Mexican border and then that's, that's like last. Did. No. No, I don't remember. Uh, that. Lo and behold, Marcos did you get that from? Last name. <laughs> <laughs> no. He just wants it to be that way. <laughs> Marcos was. I got a confession to make. Cooper's. That was yeah, my father. Yeah, yeah. Cooper. So he has a real cool name, DB Cooper. That's cool. Apparently, that wasn't his real name either, though. That was like an alias. Cool name. That's a cool. That's a cool disguise name. That's, that's like that's like choose, being called Rusty Shackleford, yeah, yeah. man. He's the only one in history who's ever done something like that. You gotta yeah. choose a name right? like that. Yeah. I mean, you would know. Is he one of the? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Who's like hijacked? We're gonna be the second. <laughs> Dude, wearing a parachute very uncomfortable. So, jump out of planes, um, wearing the parachute. Is the I've been in multiple um, commercial airlines or uh, you know airplanes because I've traveled a lot over the last two years and I've hated every single flight. Why though? Because of the turbulence. Really? And uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate the turbulence. And then um, I remember one time I was, we were coming back from we had that missions trip to Aruba with Pastor Anderson, and I was coming back to we were coming back to Chicago, and I remember literally like the because typically when there's turbulence they'll say you know oh you know put on your seatbelts you know it's gonna be a, a slight turbulence and then we'll let you know when you get an air pocket huh? whatever you know it gets yeah, shakes yeah. but this time the airplane <laughs> like like went like this and people were like flying back and forth. Things are flying all over the place. And then it levels out, and no one gets on the intercom and says, they don't say anything about it. Everyone's just like quiet, and we're like, what happened? Busting up and even, and he, even, even the. Um, He's like, watch this, man. <laughs> jerks. Even the, uh, the flight attendants were like freaking out. Could be like clear air turbulence. I mean, that's. Well, this is what I believe it was. I'm trying to excuse okay. him, John. <laughs> I know these pilots, bro. <laughs> this is what I believe it was, okay? They say, Aliens. is this true? <laughs> that a large percentage of pilots actually fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? The planes. Come on, man. <laughs> this ain't a game. No way. Yeah. No, but the, but the plane flies. Confess it. Uh, that's just turbulence, man. No, but they, there's they been statistics asleep. where like they that's like, how flying it, on a commercial jet is so smooth. But like if you fly on, like I jumped out of a plane over twenty times, smooth. It, yes, that's smooth. And a C one thirty when you're gonna jump out, I mean, the whole ride is just yeah, bro. But you're talking about a freaking plane where people are about to jump out of the airplane. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. get shot at. So it's like I know that's different. We're talking about I'm paying money <laughs> to have a comfortable me. flight. <laughs> I'm not gonna jump out the airplane. I, I don't think they fall asleep on purpose. I think they actually can't sleep. And just put on autopilot because they have no. They can't do that. No, <laughs> not while you're on the flight deck. Absolutely not. No. See what I mean? They have, okay. they have where on like really long flights they'll have multiple pilots, more than two, That's what three I was or four. About. One of them can't. Sleep. But when they do that, they're not sleeping in the flight deck. They like get replaced. The they get replaced by another pilot, yeah, and then mm, they go and they'll mm, sleep somewhere mm. else. Yeah. Well, needless to say, I'm not gonna stop flying because of that. I just don't like flying. So if I don't like I flying commercial airlines, flying. I will never go unless it's the beginning of sorrows or great tribulation. Worse. At that point, I'll make an exception because I'm gonna die anyways. Flying the helicopter. I'll take you worse. guys. Huh? Actually, I've yeah, wanted to fly in a helicopter, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worse. The feeling is just like <laughs> that feeling when you're going on a roller coaster. You're just like, oh, <laughs> woo! And it's loud. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do that thing again. <laughs> Was that like a, a new dance move? That's going to get mean, bro. <laughs> it's the, like the G-Force? out of helicopters, too. <clears throat> what is you it? No, it's just like, it's just because you're floating in the air. And then when they like, they start coming down or bank and stuff, it's like, it's like they cut off. It's like, they just drop. They just like. 
I don't know. It's just like this feeling. It's like yeah, a, a helicopter is like it's like a top on a table. You know how you spin By the way, a top, if a helicopter kind of crashes, wobbly. you're dead. Planes, yeah, Kobe like, Bryant. Like, like if your plane goes out, the engine goes out. Like you're gonna guide <laughs> in, and most of the time, you, I mean, you're gonna survive that. But helicopter, that once those rotors stop, you're. Oh, you can glide God, a bit maybe. on a helicopter, not nearly as much as a plane, of course. I mean, they ain't got wings, but it's not like they just. They say it's like ninety percent of like all helicopters. I've seen enough movies where helicopters crash and no one survives. Yeah. No one survives. And I believe those movies. Yep. <laughs> well, John, it's no. always like the propellers are just like and it just blows Planes up. Planes don't go down because of turb- turbulence. No, because of gravity. Can. No, they can't. <laughs> can? Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're flying at a speed where it's called a like an unsafe maneuvering speed, and if you get like clear air turbulence where you know you're not expecting turbulence or anything like mm-hmm. that so you're just flying at a speed where in smooth air it's usually okay uh, and then you just get a wind shear or some crazy turbulence you can rip the wings off of a plane are you talking yeah. about a private plane like the one you have any plane that even a commercial pl- air- airline yeah yeah if see you're flying at an unsafe speed you see what speed? I'm talking about no more questions hold yeah. on a second so you're saying a, a commercial plane can get its wings torn off by the turbulence it depends on the turbulence, obviously. And Has that ever happened? And maneuvering. I mean, you never hear about it. Mm. Really. Planes, there's a reason for that. Light aircraft, anytime there's something like where you had some kind of structural failure while you're flying, it's usually light aircraft. Of course, um, a lot of those big airliners, their wings can flex a lot. Like if you ever see them like taking off in really turbulent conditions, yeah, I, I've, been in, I've been in planes where, where like I'm next to the wing you can see and the flexing. turbulence and it's just like moving. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you just close the well, window. It has to do that. <laughs> otherwise, it's yeah. <laughs> And then there's a goblin, like, outside. <laughs> yeah. 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 You said you flew into Chicago? Yeah. Was it, like, a clear day? Did you, were you able to look It was outside? clear. Were they yeah, shooting at the plane? When you fly into Chicago, it looks really cool. <laughs> The city's, well, like, it's, like, the, the way that where the city's at. The way right next to the lake? Yeah, it's, like, it looks, it looks real nice. Yeah. I like that. So when I flew in there one time, I just thought it was, like. When I preached for Mountain Baptist Church, I had a layover in, um, what was it, Illinois. I think it was Illinois. And we couldn't land. Because um, the uh, the weather was so bad, the the plane that that landed before us went off the runway. So we were like in the air for a couple of hours, and then we had to go to Chicago and do a layover there and stuff. I was like, man, this plane business is not the business. So hey, I heard that like if you fly a private plane, one of the reasons that that they crash is because um, they don't know if they're up or down, or they can't tell the uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. Spatial disorientation. Is that what it's called? Yeah. They could be literally like nose diving or something. They don't even know it. Is that true? Yeah, that can happen in any plane. Uh, If you're not instrument trained, Mm. you don't have your instrument rating where you're flying just using your instruments. A lot of guys, they're just VFR pilots, which is visual flight rules. They just fly based on looking out the window. If they get caught in the clouds or something, they don't know how to fly with their instruments properly. And they start getting into a turn. They can overbank or something and just put the airplane into a spin. A lot of general aviation accidents in like small aircraft is because of that. So explain that to me because if like if they're nose diving, wouldn't you know that you're nose diving? Yeah, like the G force, like you're just speed. like you just like push forward. You're like well, something's a little weird diving. here. You'd probably be just upside down or something. Like end up or not upside down. But what if you're like banking too hard? Like okay, but yeah, the but what I'm saying is like head. regardless, if you're upside down nose diving, mm-hmm. doesn't wouldn't you feel that? Like, like you just kind of like, I mean, like, like yeah, yeah, a little but, weird. But it, yeah, but maybe they get like that, then they start correcting, and then their their correction is like way off, like, and they're like yes. way too close to the ground already, and you can't pull out of it. You're like you're done. Like, you know? What he's saying is like with your is that what it is? Your instrumentation, like it's part of it. Yeah. Like, 
yeah, I played a lot of flight. No, I mean, crash a lot. The only way, the only way, because a lot of times your feelings are not even something that you really trust while you're flying, because your feelings can deceive you. You know, you can't your be a sense Jedi. of direction or anything like that. <laughs> you know, your feelings will actually deceive you. You know, mm. so usually you fly based on your instruments. You're supposed to trust your instruments. Good biblical principles there, huh? Mm. I guess, yeah. What do you mean you guess? You, you should have been like, yeah, of course. That's what I was. I wishing. didn't think of that until now. He's your pastor, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good biblical principle right there. Like, you can't trust your feelings all the time because you your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know? Yeah, you got to trust the instrument of God's word, right? That's good. Yeah, and trust that you know the Bible says there are many devices in the heart of a man, but the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Right. You know, so got to cast down those imaginations and just believe what the Bible says. Yeah. That's why you can't really trust your. You know, your sense of direction, your feelings while you're flying because of that, because they can deceive you. And then you could mess something up even further if you get a wrong feeling. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because, like, for example, in the Christian life, you know, if you're going through a hard time, you know, your feelings tell you this is a bad direction. You know, we're not not doing good, but you can't really trust that. Yeah. And if you're trying to take action. That's, right. You're not basing your actions off the instruments. You can make it worse. Yeah, exactly. What did your yes. father-in-law used to say? Good. Don't make big decisions when your decision maker is broken. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. make big decisions when your decision maker is broken. Basically yeah. saying like when you are going through a trial and you're emotional, that's not a good time to make a decision. Oh, I'm going to move. Yeah. I'm just going to take off. You know, it's just like not a good time. Just sleep on it. Yeah. Sleep eat. and eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sleep and eat. Yeah. And then wait on it for a while and then, and then redo it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of days later, you're like, man, that was a, that was a dumb thought. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm glad I didn't make that decision. Or he would say like, if you're mad at someone, he would say, just like email them and just write out every little thing you want to say about them, how mad you are. And then you just save it. And you say, I'm going to send this out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you put it in the drafts. Don't got, don't hit the send button. Though. I got a bunch of drafts right now. <laughs> Posted Pastor videos. Bruce. <laughs> I do that all the time in the comment section of YouTube videos. When you see like heretics type something out and then you write out this like long reply and then I'm like, I've done that, that before. Because sometimes, you know, like I'll go on my YouTube studio and it gives you like a just like a, it, it shows you all the comments from every video or whatever, yeah. the most recent ones. And some people just say some really stupid stuff. I'm like, I'm about to just destroy this person right now. Don't go on, and I'm don't like, go on Facebook. I'm just like, type in and I'm like, nah, forget it. I'm not going to do it. But he used to say, do it and then sleep on it the next day. And then you, you realize, I don't even feel this way anymore. I was yeah. just mad or whatever. And you don't do it. So I don't know how we got off on that, but it's true. The but instruments, decisions. that's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. <laughs> Well, now, now we knew what the, the third topic was going to be, aviation. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah, that's This awesome. guy can drift a plane. <clears throat> you can drift a plane? You have to drift a plane. You, you have, have to. to. You have to drift a plane. I see. Why, <laughs> why is that? So Up in the air, bro. <laughs> it's, it's called a, a forward slip where if you're coming in for the approach, right? Like say this is the runway, right? You're coming in and you're too high. So you use all your flaps to slow you down, bring you down faster. But yeah. you're still too high. What you can do... It's called a forward slip where you'll bank the wing in one direction, but you'll give the opposite rudder. So if you bank to the left, you'll turn the rudder to the right. And what it'll do is the plane will be flying. (laughs) (laughs) The plane will. Yeah, like that. That starts playing. The plane will be flying. (laughs) I started singing that when he was explaining it to me. I started singing. 
live my life a quarter mile at a time. It starts flying kind of sideways. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like you're drifting, you know? And when you do that, you're using the side of the airplane as an air brake. You're getting more drag out of that, so you come in sideways, and then you kick it at the end. You actually have to do that whenever you have a crosswind where you're landing and you have oh, wind yeah. that's blowing across the runway, no. you actually have to do that. To yeah, I recently saw like a yeah. video of a, like an airliner no, doing that. Sense. Well, I think yeah, you're the you one who showed me. I got it. You showed me this video, right? And it's this, it's this commercial airline. And, you know, the, the camera's looking at it. It's, it's facing it. And, he, and, and John's like, yeah, look, look at it. I'm like, well, it looks normal. It's just facing. He goes, no, I'll keep watching. When you actually look, it's landing sideways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's landing sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it, it was landing because the 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 wind was so like crazy, the pilot had to like land this huge commercial airplane sideways. That's beast. In the rain, I think it was right. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. no, no. It I don't think it was rain. In the rain. Yeah, but that specific video was like it was windy. I don't uh, remember the specific video, but I remember yeah. that I was like, man, that guy is beast. Yeah, that's crazy. That's when you really give that keep guy your a raise. You have to be able to do that. It's like not even like a special thing where it's like, wow, this is like a great pilot. That's just expected of you. Wow. You have to be able to do that. So you know how to do that. Yeah. Crosswind landings. You practice them. And then you got to avoid missiles to be a great pilot. That's just expected of you. Question. Yeah. In a commercial jet, there's in the window, there's like a little pinhole, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I I don't know exactly. What that is, it might have something to do with the pressurization systems. Okay. Maybe there's like two panes of glass. I don't know exactly, but yeah, I've seen that, but I don't know exactly. Because the last is. time I was on a flight, there was just like I don't even know the tiniest crack on that pinhole. It freaked me out. Like Hike pays attention to the most craziest details. He's like, hey, there's a hole in my I'm, window. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am detail oriented. He makes it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> The whole I, side got, of the- I got questions, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gonna sit down. <laughs> 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 like with his umbrella. Bro, I, I, will, I will be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will be that guy who opens the door, bro. If there's anything wrong. I know. He right. the restroom. <laughs> okay, I will say this, and I'm probably the only one who's ever thought this. Okay. Every time I go to use a restroom or something, mm-hmm. and I see the door, something within me, like just wants to open the door. <laughs> I know it's weird. What do you mean? You just walk you by it. Like, I just, like, oh, I don't know. It's just like, cause you know, you see, it's just the handle. I'm like, man, I just kind of want to just open that door. It's like an intrusive <laughs> thought. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But I get it every yeah. single. I'll never do it. Obviously, I, yeah. I love life. Okay, I love yeah. living. But I just, you know, it's just like the little boy who sees a red button on the wall. You know, it's just like you just want to push. Now I know what went through your head when we went to San Francisco and you got up to use the restroom. I didn't even know that you were like thinking about that. Oh man! So Marcos and I went to. Uh, we didn't. Do did we need to go to San Francisco? Where did we go? Yeah. Sacramento. Sacramento. We flew into Sacramento. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we went to Sacramento. You haven't flown like in ten. I think years. it was like fifteen or something like that. Years. Okay, fifteen were you, years. Were you were scared? I was. Me- no. Oh yeah, I was messing with them. Yeah, you. No, I was only scared yeah, at that one point where it was like turbulence. Because I, like, it was turbulence, right? <laughs> and he looked at me, and I was like, and I told him, I was just like, this is not normal. I was like, this isn't normal. I was bracing myself. I was like, this is I was messing yeah. with them, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The craziest flight that we had was the Belize flight, right? The trip. Well, which, which part? 
just the flying, all day flying there and all day flying. Oh, we literally. That was an awesome trip, though. I would do that over again, knowing that we had to come back the next day. Dang, you're crazy. We had a lot of. Trips. We literally flew for hours on end, and then we went to Belize for a couple of hours, and then we left. Well, an hour and a half until we actually had we made a U-turn with that van. Remember the speed bumps, though. Yeah. <laughs> That was crazy. We got to go back to Belize. We took some flights on the... On the well, that's pretty days. interesting, Brother John. That's pretty cool that you are a pilot. You yeah. have a plane. Yeah. And um, we know that that flying. will be available for the Great Tribulation. My offer is still needed. open. To take oh, what's flying. the name of your plane? <laughs> huh? Well, what's the name of the plane? Like the model of the airplane? No. Then Did you name it? Oh, no. It has a tail number. 151 <laughs> Echo Romeo. <laughs> November 151 Echo Romeo. He thinks it's like a boat. You know, like guys name their boats or something. <laughs> Nah. Doesn't have a name. You should name it Jihu. Jihu? For you flyeth furiously. <laughs> Flying is furious? Yeah. Blindness. It is when we're doing spins and stalls and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, another thing about Brother John is that, um, you know, obviously he's saved, but prior to his salvation, he was involved in orthodoxy, right? Right. And even to the point where you actually lived in a monastery. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. In Turkey? Yes. Southeastern okay. Turkey, yeah. So tell us about Well, first of all, how, how old are you? 22. 22, and you went to the monastery when you were what? 19. 19. So tell us about that. Why did you go to the... Why would you do such a thing? Yeah, so uh, when I was a little kid, I grew up Orthodox. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I really wasn't, like, religious when I was a kid. I just went because, like, I played, like, basketball or whatever with the kids there. At the monastery? No, no, no. When oh. I was a little kid <laughs> growing up here. Oh, okay. And then um, there was this one kid there that was, like, a straight faggot mm -hmm. and i got into a fight with him i smacked him across the face amen yeah and i never went to that church ever <laughs> syrians bro yeah no seriously like he <laughs> was like, a faggot some, around like disgusting Syrian. stuff like right after we walked out of like the church like the mass right <laughs> and even though i didn't take the mass seriously when i was a little kid but he was like saying this like this like fag type stuff when we walked out of the mass and i was like what the hell's wrong with this kid yeah and i said if you say that kind of stuff one more time i'm i'm gonna smack you you're not allowed to defend yourself. Dang, you right? gave him a chance. Yeah, I, I won. I won this guy, man. <laughs> Wasn't a he gives you one warning. And then he, he said it, and I, I got up. We were, like, sitting across from each other when he said that, and I got up, and I started walking towards him, and the other kids heard what I said, and they were like, oh, man, is, like, is he actually going to do that? But this, this little faggot, he didn't think I was serious, so he was just sitting there laughing, mm -hmm. and I, I was, like, standing over him, and he, like, put his hands up, and I was like, I told you you're not allowed to defend yourself, man. I pulled He's his hands down. Prepare to meet thy God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I smacked him across the face like real hard, and then I was like, that's it. Did, would, before you smacked, did you say, um, excuse me, so what are the five fingers? Say to the say face. Say to the face. <laughs> <laughs> did it echo? I wish I said something that funny. Smack! Did, it, did the smack echo? It echoed through time, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it echoed through eternity, man. That's, that that oh, slap eternally changed my destiny. It actually did. Because, oh, why, why is because that? Because I got out of the church after that, right? Out of so the Orthodox then, Church? Orthodox Church, yeah. So, you know, then I was just in, like, public school, you know, and I was, like, not really religious anyway. So I kind of became, like, an atheist, like an agnostic, just being in public school. Uh, wait, wait, then, wait. You were atheist or you were agnostic? I'd say like at agnostic. agnostic. I you just didn't go to church. I wouldn't church. like refuse it. God yeah. existed. You just didn't. But believe. I was just like you know I don't I haven't seen yeah. God you know I haven't observed it so you weren't necessarily denying it. You just weren't a part of like an or you didn't adhere to any organized religion basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I went like that way for like a few years, uh, and then when I was like seventeen, I uh, 
started like I got out of public school when I was 17 and then uh, I started just like paying more attention to politics and stuff like that and realized it's all a bunch of crap you know all these politicians are like serving other interests and then mm-hmm. I realized like oh snap these other interests are all Jewish mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> like well if the politicians are taking their orders from the Jews who are the Jews taking their orders from mm. dun, dun, dun. and then I was like oh wow Satan like because it's like they all had this plan, this huge, they all laid these foundations, and it's all anti-Christian. Right? Yeah. It's not like anti-religion or anything like that. It's specifically it's anti-Christian. anti-Christian. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man. And I was like, so they're getting their orders from Satan. So, like, Satan is real. He's like a real person that's, like, trying to destroy Christianity. You just, like, woke hike up right now. Hike, yeah, he's, like, he's, like, salivating right now. He's just oh. salivating right now. Jews From that, I realized, okay, well, yeah, I mean, if there's this huge plan against Christianity and Satan is real, obviously God is real, Yeah. right? And I remembered also how Jesus said, you know, you're of your father the devil, and unless mm-hmm. your father you will do. So I was like, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I became like a believer again. But like just like, by that verse alone, he believed. <laughs> <laughs> he got saved. <laughs> John chapter eight. <laughs> wait, wait, you're saying, <laughs> but wait, 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 you don't mean you, that's when you got saved. No, absolutely not. Well, basically no. what it meant. That's when I went from, <laughs> no, let me be clear. That's when I went from like not really believing that God existed to believing that yeah, God existed. And that's when I kneeled down and. <laughs> John 8 five yeah. chapters over from John 316 <laughs> but basically you you at that point you um I went from not really believing that God existed to then believing that God existed yeah and that it was the God of the Bible yeah right so then um I was like okay well you know I'm a Christian again now so I guess I'm just orthodox because that's what my parents were yeah because orthodox people who adhere knew. to orthodoxy they'll say that they're Christian Right. They say that they're original Christians. Right. right. Yeah. They claim that like they come like from the apostles. Which they're not, by the way. Stuff. We yeah, no. make that very clear that they're not. So, yeah, I was like, well, I guess I'm just like orthodox now, right? So, you know, I wasn't saved. And I was just trying to, you know, do my best, try to serve God in, you know, my understanding. And I thought it was through orthodoxy. So I decided that I was going to make this trip to this monastery to go learn Syriac. So it, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. What made you jump from well now I'm Orthodox to I need to go to a monastery? Like well, what, what? Because in the Orthodox Church, they use different languages for their services and mm-hmm. everything, right? You know, like in the Greek Orthodox Church, it's all in Greek, mm-hmm. or like in the Armenian one, it's all in Armenian. Well, Syriac. I'm, I'm a Syrian, mm-hmm. so in the Syriac Orthodox Church, it was Syriac. Mm-hmm. So. I had wanted to learn this language, not just as like a religious thing. I, like since I was a kid, I wanted to learn this language, but also just cause it's like a part of my culture, part of my, my people, my heritage. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to see where my family comes from and everything. So I decided, well, you know, there's this monastery. I could go stay there and learn the language and learn the culture and see where my family comes from and all that. So that's kind of how, it came up. So basically the reason the you really went to the monastery is because of the fact that they offered services in teaching that language. Right. And you know that if you basically put yourself in that environment, that you're more likely to learn the language a lot faster, more efficiently. Right. right? Because, I mean... It's, so it wasn't necessary for religious reasons. No, not, okay. not explicitly religious yeah. reasons. It was mostly for the language. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hard to learn Syriac 
anywhere else, really, because it's not uh, it's not a widely spoken language. So what what is it about the monastery, about the environment that's conducive to learning Syriac? Native speakers. Okay. Yeah, it has a lot of native speakers. But do they, do they teach the language there as yeah. well? Yeah. So okay. they teach they the teach grammar. the language, the grammar, and everything. Because Syriac, it's also split up now into two. Uh, like dialects. Uh, I would guess dialects. There's like the colloquial dialect that people speak as like their spoken language. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like the church uh, written dialect, like the classical Syriac. Okay. So I wanted to learn both. So I figured, well, if I'm going to learn both, I can only learn the classical one from like someone who already knows it. And that's typically only people involved with the church. So like teachers or, you know, priests or monks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and then I also <laughs> want to learn the colloquial language. Um, but there's like almost no one here that speaks it. So uh, I decided to just go there. So you, you were there for how long? Eight months. And did you learn it within yeah. those eight months? Yeah. I mean, would you, say you, would you say you were like fluent? Or? I wouldn't say that I'm fluent. No, okay. I would have to study more to be able to say that I'm fluent. Um, can you read it? Yeah, I can read. I can write. And that was one of the biggest things at first was because it's written in a different script. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of the letters look really similar. And it's written from right to left and also there's no vowels so there's only consonants yeah so when you're reading it you kind of only see like a skeleton of the word and you have to know based on your knowledge of the language like what the vowels would fill in you know those consonants yeah with. so orthodoxy has been around for quite some time and basically what it is it's a conglomerate of it's a perversion of Christianity mixed with right. Eastern mysticism, right? Right. Yeah, it's and so. it's like a it's like your version of the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. It's but but worse. Yes, I would right? say it's worse than the yeah. Catholic Church. Like their idolatry is a lot worse. Yeah. And they don't they don't they, they can you know they call it icons or whatever, right? Yeah, because they they say <clears> like oh we don't use like statues, you know they use, use like icons. paintings. Or, yeah, yeah, you paintings. Know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and they act like it's that big of a difference. Right. right. And it's not even nice painting. It's like a fourth grader. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks, it's like bad art. It's like, it's like objectively <laughs> bad Picasso? art. Well, hi, you, you were Orthodox before, right? Armenian Orthodox? I say I was Orthodox because, okay. Can anybody say that they're Orthodox? Please? Just okay, well, Ray? the national identity <laughs> is so tied in with the religion is that one is not exclusive from the other. That's right. It's so the same with the So if you're born Armenian, you're pretty much born Orthodox. Okay. So yeah, and I would I would kind of like if you're if you're yeah, Hispanic, Catholic. you're just born Catholic yeah, kind of thing. I would say even more so for Assyrians that that applies because like Armenians, they have a nation that they can attach their identity to as well. You know, yeah. they can be like nationalists, but Assyrians don't have a nation. Mm. So the only thing that would differentiate like Assyrians from the other people around them is really their religion. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, obviously, ethnically and stuff like that, they're different. But the biggest difference where you can look at a person. And say, so you're oh, saying yeah, that, that our Syrians are more, they're probably more uh, closely tied into the religion right. than. Yeah, it's more a part of their identity. Yeah. 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 Especially if they don't have a nation. That's exactly. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, you know, um, like I mentioned, orthodoxy is just like a, it's like a version of the Catholic Church. I mean, you have basically all the same things in monastery, yeah, sacraments, monks, stuff, funny yeah. hats, you know, they have, yeah, they wear yeah. the long robes, yeah. right? They, they have the long hair. Yeah. They venerate Mary. They worship oh, yeah. idols, what they call icons. It's all the same exact thing. So obviously when you look at like, for example, the Catholic church, there's a lot of perversion. 
within the Catholic Church, like sexual perversion, mm -hmm. a lot of reprobates, yep. sodomites, homos, pedophiles. That's something that's very rampant within the Catholic Church. No one can deny that. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you, is that the same thing with the Orthodox Absolutely, Church as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Obviously it would be because this what would be the difference, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So in that case, let me ask you this. Give us give us some of the horror stories. Because was there any horror oh, yeah, stories yeah. in the monastery? Absolutely. Like what? Yeah. Well, I mean, the biggest thing, well, I'll get to that in a second. But, like, one of the things where it just felt horrible being there all the time because mm -hmm. I was actually saved by the time I got there. I got saved before I left to this monastery. How did you get saved? Through Pastor Anderson. Okay. So, yeah. so through listening to Pastor Anderson, mm -hmm. I got saved. But I had already planned this trip. Yeah. Like, bought plane tickets and all and that. And you're like, well, I'm going to go yeah. there. I'm going to learn the and language. I was like, yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't like thinking, well, I'm going to go become I'm going to remain an orthodox. No, I was like, you know, I'm just going there to learn a language. Yeah. It would be just go, like going to school or something like that. But that was not the case at all. You know, as soon as I got there, I was like, it was like vexing my soul day mm -hmm. to day. You know, it was just. With the filthy conversation of yeah. the monks. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Well, tell us about yeah. it. I mean, what's. It's, I mean, keep it PG-13, like but just man. like flashbacks. <laughs> He's got PTSD. It's been, it's been a while since I've even like given this whole thing thought. But uh, I mean, I got there. Need some water? Marcus, can you go get him some water, please? <laughs> Take your time. Uh, <laughs> Take your time, John. Yeah, it was just like just I had down. This, this feeling like you can't even breathe when you're there. Just like knowing that you're saved and you like have the truth in you and you're just in like this like temple of like the devil. Yeah. You know, so just that alone is like just horrible. Just every day. So tell us about the monks. <laughs> there, was, there was a bishop who was like the devil in chief. Go on, go on, go on. There was the devil bishop. Devil in chief? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The devil laughs> That's what I called him. He wore a big old red robe, so he looked like he was the devil, man. <laughs> yeah. he, he was like, he was weird. He had weird tics. He would like, you know, like swear and stuff like that. He was, he was yeah, like over, over the table. Yeah, he was kind of crazy. He, like, he had this tic where like when I first met him, he, he was just like asking me questions and I was answering. And anytime I'd answer his question, he'd be like, Blink. <laughs> he was he like weird. Because you were saved, bro. Yeah, he was possessed. like weird and twitchy. Yeah, they were all possessed. All the monks were possessed. So there was him. He was like the whole leader of like that whole monastery. And he was a pretty evil guy. He was like super covetous. Like all he wanted was money. You Sounds know? like a Pharisee. Yeah. He like when I picture <clears throat> a Pharisee, like I picture like they look like him. Like, yeah. Uh, but he was like. Uh, like some other cousins of mine who they would also criticize him. They say like he has an addiction to stones, like because they build everything there out of stones. And he just wants like these crazy buildings, you know, these polished white stones and all this stuff. And they know like he's covetous. He just wants money. So he even what? has this reputation among people who are like strong Orthodox people, yeah. you know. So he was like the main guy there. He was like the big monk there. Uh, he liked me weirdly enough I get, he just probably just wanted my family's money or something mm -hmm. like that so he treated me well while I was there you know I didn't have any problems from him and then uh, <coughs> there was one monk who we all called Gandalf because he had like this really long white beard he looked like a wizard um, probably was yeah. he is a wizard right yeah, he wore a cape <laughs> and stuff like that so uh, a cape yeah he wore a cape did it have a big S in the back no <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy, he was just like... For sodomite? 
<laughs> that guy, he was. Hey, beware of the scribes which desire to walk in long exactly. robes and love greetings yeah. in the markets and the highest seats in the synagogues and the chief rooms at feasts. Luke 20, verse 46. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Jesus talked about it back then. And you know what? One thing I've seen is like if you watch, <clears throat> for instance, Pastor Anderson's videos on orthodoxy, mm -hmm. the comment section is just, I mean, he gets more thumbs down than he gets thumbs up. Yeah. Because of the fact that you have these orthodox people to go on there and the comments are just blasting him. Yeah. for his exposure of the Orthodox Church. Of course, he's, he's talking about the Greek Orthodox, but it's all the same. It's all the same, yeah. And none of them can refute any of the Bible verses that are used. They don't read the Bible. They're, exactly. Nah. And while I was there, because I, I knew a lot of these things while I was there, yeah. from watching Pastor Anderson, and I would bring these questions up while I was there, ask my teachers and stuff like that what they thought of them. And they would always just say, well, ah, that doesn't really mean that. You know, like mm -hmm. one time I asked, like, you know how Jesus says, call no man father, right? Yeah. And he's, obviously he's talking about like in a religious, spiritual sense, you're not right. supposed to call anyone your father, but they expected me to call the priests and everything father, which I would not do. And they noted that. And they were like, no, you have to like call them father, like out of respect. And I was like, well, Jesus here says I shouldn't call them father. And he's yeah. like, they're like, well, you know, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't call Try the priest your father. On and off. Like, yeah, it's like, well, what does that even mean? Like, what what did he even bother Jesus. saying that for, right? <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so they make the scripture of, like, that's none crazy. effect to their tradition. That's crazy you're, like, really experiencing things that, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, it's just, like, a lot of realness there. Like, you know, yeah. you're kind of, so when you look back and read those scriptures, you're probably like, oh, man. Like, Makes perfect sense to yes, me. I Makes a very know. real sense to me. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. And then, um, yeah, there was the, the Gandalf the Dumbledore monk, and then there was a, there was one. He was like, I don't know, like mid thirties or forties or something. So he was like the youngest monk there, mm -hmm. and he was just like, like a weird guy. I don't know how it's like explaining. He's the one that got he was picked on like, all the time by everybody else. <laughs> got he was, was cross-eyed or something. <laughs> he was just like a really weird guy, like eccentric sort of guy, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but then there was one monk who this guy was a trip. He was like retarded. <laughs> 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 and like he wouldn't talk he, he would just like mumble just like nah, 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 nah. like vain repetition or no 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 just like incoherent mumbling. yeah the devil like oh, yeah yeah he, i think he was like <laughs> demon possessed you know? well i would and, say that all these monks yeah, yeah but this guy is like he had like a spirit of like dumbness or something yeah you know, you a know? dumb spirit yeah so like he, like he would almost like never talk if you ask him a question he'd just like mumble something at you and uh he had like all these like weird twitches, you know, mm -hmm. like the way he moves and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, <laughs> it was a mental <laughs> asylum, man. Everyone there, no, no, everyone there. There were there was like a whole bunch of kids there, right, as students. Yeah. A lot of families, like if they had like a troublemaking kid, or they just couldn't take care of their kid, or they just wanted their kid to grow up in like the Orthodox Church, they'd leave them at this monastery. They see it as a, as a as a place to reform their children, right, basically. Right. Right. So there were a lot of kids there, and the kids would say, like, if you stay here long enough, you'll lose your mind. You'll oh. go crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Because, like, all the teachers there were just, like, like their mind is not right. What anymore. did you say, Hike? They know what they're talking about. Yeah, no. Like out, out of the mouths of babes, you know? Yeah, well, they'll, they'll not only lose their minds, they'll lose their souls, too. Exactly. Right? No, seriously. If you stay there long enough... Yeah. It's like what's the longest a person who has stayed there that you that you knew there? I guess it was like the bishop cuz he the monastery was like kind of run down or whatever when he took over. And yeah. It was like I don't know, like 50 more years ago, something like that. He's like I've yeah. been here since 500 BC. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. 
Yeah. No, seriously. Uh, he wasn't there since 500 BC, but the devil that's possessed him. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. another thing. The prince was there. Yeah. That's another thing. There, uh, there was this American priest who, he was like American guy that he became like an Orthodox priest, a Syriac Orthodox priest. He was there when I first got there. And I asked him a bunch of questions, like trying to like see what he thinks about like the Bible and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but he said, he was like, oh yeah, this monastery used to be a Zoroastrian temple. It was a what? A, a Zoroastrian temple. Zoroastrian temple. Did you just call temple? me, dude? Zoroastrianism. Oh, worship stars and fire yeah. and wow. stuff. Yeah. Zoltan? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, and the Magi that went to go see Jesus, they passed by through here when they went back. And also, there was a giant brass tree in the middle of the main church. And at a certain date, at a certain time, the sun would shine on this brass tree and they would do all kinds of rituals. Right, and then immediately after telling me how this place was like this satanic temple, John's like, like, of like fire worship okay. and all this, right? No, immediately Dad? after telling me like that, he I'm was scared. like, he was like, oh yeah. Also, a meteor came and just like blew this place up. If you look around, you can see you're in a giant like crater. And I looked around and I was like, oh, this is like a giant crater. Yeah, God so was like, God just like dropped a rock on that. So this place know? was actually called Gomorrah. Like, no, I, when I was there, when I was there, I was thinking, I was like, was this like Sodom and Gomorrah? Or something? Yeah. God just like destroyed it. But thinking about it, I'm like, nah. Nah, obviously it's not. See, but they like that aspect of it. Like that to them, that's like fascinating. Yeah, like the mysticism be, of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah having like being, because... A big thing with these like Orthodox churches is setting up their their temples or their churches on biblical sites or whatever, right? Yeah. Like yeah. having or having their services or whatever that they do on a specific site where something important happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, like the yeah. Orthodox Church on in um, Beyond Jordan. Yeah, they had we're supposedly where Jesus, Jesus was born. Yeah, yeah, and then they yeah. had that. They're really big on They have like all kinds of relics and stuff that they keep and worship and stuff like that. Um, God probably was trying to destroy that place. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I hope it gets destroyed, man. I mean, I feel bad for the kids that are there because the kids are innocent. Yeah. But it's just like a horrible institution. You know? Yeah, it's I hope sad. that place is destroyed. But um, speaking about like worshiping uh, relics and stuff like that, there was this one thing there where I had the misfortune of like accidentally walking into this where on Saturdays there was this uh, – big old tomb where they buried all the previous bishops of this monastery and on Saturdays they'd have a funeral procession for all these bishops and they'd go around and they'd kiss all these graves Ugh. yeah and I remember like when I was there That's sick because I went to the church I would like go to the church a couple times and they expect you like to bow before the images and mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it the only thing I would do there is like if they were like singing the psalms or something like that yeah I would sing the psalms with them um, but at this particular time when they're like going around and kissing all these graves, I didn't know that's what they were going to do. And I just went in there and I was like, holy hell, like these people are like kissing these dead people's graves. These like reprobate false prophets and they're kissing their graves. Right. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. You know, there's no way. And when I was in there, it was like the whole room is like filled with smoke. smells like death and everything. And I was like, man, these people could kill me if they wanted to. Cause I'm just here by myself. There's yeah. Dozens of them. If they want, they could just like pull bunch me of apart. reprobates filled with murder. Yeah. Yep. There's all these like false prophets and everything surrounding me, and I was like, these people could kill me if they wanted to. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of molestations that take place in those monasteries as well. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Oh man. Um, but then I w- I just like determined I was like, if these people want to kill me, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. You know. And 
I was I had I was reading through the book of Joshua at the time. I had my King James Bible with me in the monastery. And you know how in the beginning of the book of Joshua, they're just like saying, you know, be strong and of a good courage, you mm-hmm. know, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And I was like, you know, I'm saved. I have the Holy Spirit living within me. God is with me mm-hmm. anywhere I go, even here. Yeah. Even though I'm not in the right place, I'm in a place where I'm not supposed to be. I was like, God is still with me. I'm not going to do what these people want me to do. And yeah, I, just, I didn't kiss the graves, and they didn't even say a word about it. A lot of other things they'd like give me crap over, like trying to get me to, you know, bow before these like, you know, pictures or whatever. But uh, when I was doing that, they not a peep. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Yeah. So it's like you're you're compassed about with all these wicked people. Yeah. But it's just like God is still with you, He's protecting you. And he's probably just kind of winking at the ignorance of just being there. Yep. You know, because you had just gotten saved. You were yeah. like a babe in Christ. And probably knew that he was gonna, that you were going to use this later on, too, you know? Yeah. As far I as, mean, like, a testimony is concerned. Yeah. You know what you're talking about. You know, yeah. so that's good. So, I mean, that was one thing that was pretty horrible while I was there. It was pretty horrific. Um, another place, which is kind of similar, is they had this cave outside the monastery. And uh, I just wanted to go see cave right because they were like oh there's this cave you know it's like this big underground it's got like the things hanging down from the ceiling and whatever yeah and uh i went there with this one kid who was staying there in the monastery and apparently this cave uh there were a bunch of monks hiding in that cave when this like turkish conqueror was coming through right and they were hiding in this cave to try and not be found but the turkish conqueror guy his name was like tamerlane or something like that he found them and he lit the cave on fire he lit the mouth of the cave on fire killed them all burned them mm. all you know they were in hell before they even got there yeah you know? <laughs> they're already twice dead yeah so and then they were like like this kid's like dropping this on me once we're in the cave he's like oh yeah there's all these bones here of these like dead monks <laughs> and then he's like look there's his skull and the kid goes out and just just kisses his skull what yeah i'm not kidding and then he looks at me and he was like, "You do it, kick it." And I was like, I was like "Oh, he he told he you to do it." Yeah, he told me <laughs> to kiss the skull of some dead monk from like 500 years ago or something. And I just looked at him and I was like, "No, I'm not going to do I, I'm that." I'm gonna head out. <laughs> and, then, and then he no, was no he was just like he was just like, "Oh, okay." And I was like, he was looking at me all creepy, asking me like, "Kiss this." Dude, skull. Come on, kiss it. Come on, kiss, kiss, kiss it. it. We, we've all done it. And I, I said no, and he was just like, oh, all right. Like you're killing the vibe, John. Yeah. Kiss it. Look, so that's like game. that's something similar where they were like kissing all the graves. That's morbid. Stuff. Yeah. That's disgusting. What's disgusting. this place called again? <laughs> Why do you want? Morb- I'm, I'm gonna leave a bad review on Yelp, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Leave My a bad right review there, on Yelp for the monastery. Even that, all that. <laughs> It's called the Moore Gabriel Monastery. The, wait, 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 wait. Did you say the Moore Gabriel? Moore Gabriel. M O R Gabriel. Yeah. M O R in Syriac, it means like my lord. Oh, okay. My, yeah. my lord. Gay. My lord. My lord Gabriel. Right. Wow. So it was like some saint that. Oh, okay. I thought monastery. they were referring to Gabriel the, the, the angel. angel. Nah. They, they call like Moore, it means my lord, but it can also. Oh, John, mean, you like, see that monastery over there? That's Gabriel. Here? There's more, Gabriel. (laughs) (laughs) We better than them. (laughs) We actually, we actually kiss skulls. We actually, we actually have skulls. Yeah. (laughs) He springs one up. He's all. 
<laughs> got one on like a little like a little chain. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is it with like demons and devils and their fascination with skulls, man? Because you see like the Freemasons. Because all day death, they man. hate me, love they death. Love death, yeah. The skull's a symbol of death. Yeah, and where Jesus was crucified, it's called Golgotha, right? Yeah, place, yeah, of, place skull. of a skull. Yeah, so they just they, have a fascination with death because they don't—they hate death. life. Yeah, all yeah. oh, that know? love. Uh, we hate that hate, stuff. Hate for us, like, death, right? I mean, for example, the Catholic Church. You go to a Catholic church, you have this morbid, yeah, you know, not Jesus. just a picture. They have like a carving. Yeah, you know what I mean? An <laughs> idol of Jesus, and he's just like. Bloody yeah. and just looks just dead. What about what, the, what about the paintings of him like with his heart like just bursting? Oh out? yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. another one. He's like he's like wearing these long robes. He has yeah. long hair, and then his his he has like a heart protruding out of his chest that has like a crown of thorns on the heart. Yeah, it's like bleeding. I mean, it's super morbid. Yeah. We on the other hand, Bible believing Christians, lives, we focus alive, on yeah. like life. life. Yeah. Eternal life, the resurrection. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, putting off incorruption, putting on, I don't know, putting off corruption, putting off, putting on incorruption. Yeah. We focus on the new body, the resurrected body, the better resurrection. This is the thing this that we call why all their ceremonies are about the death of Jesus. They're all about the crucifixion, not the resurrection. So that's why, like, like in uh, um, the Philippines and stuff, they'll have those those little parades where like people like like whipping themselves, they whip themselves yeah. or, like, they crucify themselves. or they crucify themselves. themselves. Like, yeah. it's all about death. Like, it's all Weird. about death. Whereas, like, you go to an independent fundamental Baptist church, it's all about life. Yeah. The singing is lively. The preaching yeah. is lively. Yeah, like, you know? Did, did they do the, the um, humming, the chanting, and stuff like that over there? Yeah, they that did. That stuff is yeah. weird, man. Yeah. Just, so, like, just like if you go to a Catholic church, it's all about, like, it's not about life. Like, when you come here, like, we're alive. Like, it's about, like, there's so much life here. Yeah. If you go to into if you ever been into a Catholic church, like it's just like dead. Like, yeah, absolutely. I went to a Catholic. I went to a Catholic school. And like shutting up. Junior high, I went to a Catholic school, and we went to mass and all that, and it was just like depressing. Yeah. I mean that the the benches it's are like depressing. Somber and solemn. It's on yeah, it's just a pre a drunk priest yeah. up there. Yeah. You're you're singing these songs and it's just sad. Everything's sad and morbid and dark. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas here, I mean, we're coming in yelling. I mean, not like yelling, yelling, but whereas like everyone's lively, they're excited, they're full of life, vibrant, passion. The preaching is passionate, it's lively. The word of God is quick and powerful. The music, you know I mean? the everything, the everything, greetings. yeah, because yeah. because God, God is life. Yeah, I used to hate it going to the Catholic church as a kid. That's where I would get pinched the most, right there. Oh, the shoulder pinch. Yeah, right there yeah. by my dad. He's just like, hey, listen. Yeah. And my dad would he, like, you know, he didn't like it either. So, yeah. <laughs> but he like. That's like what we grew up with. Yeah, that's creepy, man. Kissing the skulls and stuff like yeah. that. That's disgusting. Yeah, it, was, it was really terrible. I mean. So what else? So that is that is that it? No, that's not it. There there was. Uh, Give us one stuff. more. Give us one more. The craziest uh, thing. Yeah. The climax of this. What All is right. This? So this is the reason I left. So I had planned to stay there for a year. I like set aside this whole year to uh, learn this language. Uh, but I ended up only staying there for eight months. The reason being is uh, while I was there, um, I had like a lot of liberties while I was there. I could do pretty much whatever I wanted. Like I didn't really go to the church that much or stuff like that. You know, I could walk around at night. You know, all the other students and all the other kids, if they did that, they'd get like the crap beaten out of them. Oh, and they used to they used to beat them. Yeah, they whoop them really bad. Mm. I could do whatever I wanted for did, whatever is this reason. Because you were paying to go there. 
No, nah, w- we didn't give them a dime. <laughs> they they were expecting to get like a whole bunch of cash from my family. We didn't we didn't uh, give them nothing. <laughs> why why did they give you favoritism? I don't know. I mean, it could just be God who was oh, just yeah. allowing me to be protected. Like I have my own room. Because he's from America. Maybe? Yeah, or because I'm from America. Because oh, they knew my family and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, catch a cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't hit him. He's so, American. Get sued. <laughs> so. <laughs> Leave him and let him walk in the dark. So I have my I have my own room, you know. But I didn't have like a like a shower and a bathroom and a sink in my room, right? So I had to go across the monastery to go use like a sink or something. And I forgot to brush my teeth this one night. It was like 10 p.m. or something like that. So I walk across the monastery to where this uh, this bathroom is, right? Mm-hmm. And while I'm walking over there, I just hear like this like this noise that like a person is making like this weird noise. It's like whimpering. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. And keep I immediately, it, keep, I was keep like, it PG. I was like, Oh snap, man. Like what the hell is going on? And I just kept walking and I saw there were these two guys and they were fags. Like one of them, these are students. One of them, he was, uh, he's the, like the tea boy. That's what they call him. He's like a servant Sounds basically. Good. He, yeah, this kid was a faggot, man. His name was Aziz. I hated this kid. Oh yeah. Um, and it was him. He was like the T boy, and then there was like a, a tour guide that also lived at the monastery. He'd give like tours around the monastery. These were queers. They're both yeah, queers. Both of them were faggots, right? Yeah. Um, and then the tour guide, he was like twenty eight or something like that, and yeah. he was like a big dude. And I saw both of these two faggots with one of the students up against the wall in a corner trying oh. to, like, get after this kid. Yeah. They're, trying, they're raping him. Yeah. They were, like, molesting this kid. <sighs> yeah. And I saw that, and I was, like, I didn't even, like, know how to react. I was just, like, full of just, like, hate and anger. I just wanted to, like, kill these people. Yeah. You know? But I saw them, and they didn't even know that I was there. So I spoke up. I was, like, what the hell are you guys doing? And then they turned around, they got all scared, and they were like, nothing. And I was like, what the hell do you mean nothing? What are you doing? That's not nothing. Yeah. And then the older guy, the bigger guy, he came up to me, and he got in my face, and he was like, it's none of your business. And I just shoved him back, and I was like, the hell is none of my business, man. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Because this kid that they had there, he wasn't even supposed to be out at this time of night because he was one of the students. He was mm. like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to already like be in bed at like 8.30. And it's like 10 p.m. And they have this kid up against a wall in this far off corner of a monastery. And they're like trying to molest this kid, you know. And, you know, I stopped them, obviously. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, go straight back, like to your room. Yeah. Go where you're supposed to be. And then I was there and I went into the bathroom and I was just like, my mind was like racing. You know, I was like, what the hell did I just see? And, you know, obviously we all hate faggots right we know Mm -hmm. they're reprobates we know they're animals yeah and i knew they were animals before i saw this but once you see that then you recognize you recognize there is nothing worth anything in these people yep the only thing they're good for is just to be burned forever yeah like complete garbage and when i saw that i was like you know one of the first things that popped in my mind is like this is one of the reasons why god is so angry because he sees all of this I, I just saw that. I just saw one incident, but I'm sure there were more incidents at that same monastery. Think about the entire world. Yep. How much 
horrible, wicked stuff goes on. That people don't see that God sees. God sees all of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, imagine it, if I felt like that, wanted to just destroy these people <clears throat> and just wipe them out for eternity. Yeah, how much more a righteous how God? How much more would a righteous <clears throat> God who sees all of this yeah. going on? And I was just like, at that point, I was like, nothing is worth keeping me here anymore. There's no good reason to stay here anymore. I'm not going to stay here, you know? Yeah. So I went back to my room, went, shut the door, and I didn't leave my room for two days. I called my dad's friend who was helping me out in Turkey. I told him, I was like, hey, I need a plane ticket, right? And he was like, oh, did something happen? What's the matter? And I was like, just, I just need a plane ticket, okay? And he didn't ask any more questions. And uh, I, he got me a plane ticket for like, uh, John making moves, man. Later, <laughs> yeah. Pilots, we can get you out of here. I can get you out of anywhere. He was a pilot, actually. I'll be there. Yeah. It takes twenty minutes to get there. I'll be there in ten. By the <laughs> way, here's this big knife, and it's the same one he carries today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kill the yeah. bitch. John is the knife person in our church. Nah, I'm not gonna pull my knife out. Do it. Man. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Pull Go it out. Ahead. What you got? What do you got, man? Okay. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Cold Steel Knives. Go ahead. Dig it right into Just don't hand none of the wires. He's all, it was just after, this, <laughs> just after <laughs> that incident that I forged this knife in a fire in Syria. No. Funny. So I actually made this knife out of those same skulls. <laughs> yeah. After funny that, enough, that turkey traveled. <laughs> funny enough, when I first got to the monastery, uh, I didn't know like what the environment was going to be like. Um, but once I got there, I just had this overwhelming urge to get a knife. Just like you're in prison, you know, you need something. <laughs> yeah, you need a shank. So For the top bunk. So I forged this in the fires of Mordor. <laughs> so while we were, we were at the table, we were at the table one night eating dinner, right? And I just like swiped the knife off the table. And I just I just carried it with me. Little prison when shank. I was there. Huh? Yeah. 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 So, but it wasn't just me. Well, if you me. got that stuff happening over there, you need a shank. It wasn't even just me. All the kids there, they had knives too. Good. Everyone had a shank. It functioned a lot like prison there. You like five to All the kids there, they all had shanks, you know? They used like candies and chocolate. Did you guys eat currency. porridge out of like wooden like Wait, bowls and spoons and stuff too, or what? <laughs> yeah, 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 you did. Yeah, yeah, we we ate just like the worst food. You know, no protein Holy at the, all. They no, try and get you like skinny like and weak. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a wooden spoon, wooden <laughs> yeah. bowl. Yeah. May I have some more, please? But they, he was saying that they used like so, the yeah, snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids there, they used like. Like, candy. yeah, candies and chocolate bars as, like, currency. Like in oh, I prison, thought you were going to say that's you know? what they used to make the shanks. No, <laughs> like they melted no. down. They See John right there? They call him the Maji. <laughs> he has Lokes. They got to make shanks Wait, out of you candy. Lokes in the monastery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the kids, they use, like, these candies and everything, right? And I bribed them all. Yeah. So I could go to the town whenever I wanted, right? These kids, oh, they couldn't get all this stuff. Running game or whatever. Right? Because they can't leave the monastery. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, what do you mean monastery. you bribed them? So the thing is, there you could only get one egg. What? Like a couple times a week for your breakfast, this right? This is prison. Yeah. Actually, prison here, they get treated better than that. Yeah. No, they get treated better <laughs> here. You get two eggs. So I w <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted more than just that. So what I would do is I would go to the town, right? And I would buy all these like candies. And chocolates and stuff, and I carry them back. And so I, I would like pass out candies to all these kids, right? To get them on my good side. So then they would like sneak around in like the kitchen and stuff and get me more eggs oh, and stuff for me to I eat for breakfast. Saying. Yeah. And this guy's working like he's in. Dude, you <laughs> trade a candy for eggs? 
supposed to be the other way around, bro. You give well, if you're a kid, yeah, it's the other way around. But if you're like trying to make some gains in the monastery, yeah. you got, all you got is like some chocolates, man. That's not going to do, man. Butter a couple of Swedish fish or a real fish. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot like prison. But I, I became like friends with all the, the kids, the students. I liked the kids a lot there. They were they were crazy. They were funny. They fight all the time. And it was just fun watching them fight. But <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, at that point, you get the flight. You're ready to go home. Yeah. Eight well, months passes, and yeah, you're just eight like eight months had passed. You see, was, you see the sodomy. And the the real ugly side of yeah. the monastery, which all of it's ugly, but this is like the climax of all the filth yeah. that takes place there. And at that point, you've had enough. Yep. So, yeah, I got a plane ticket, and then um, I flew to Istanbul, and then I was like, you know, I already set aside this year, and I was staying with family in Istanbul, so I stayed for four months in Istanbul while I was there. Um, you know, there I was just able to. You know, relax. I didn't have to deal with all this Orthodox stuff because my cousins there in Istanbul, they weren't really religious, you know. So I would just, you know, go and work with my cousins or whatever and then um, read my Bible, watch Pastor Anderson. And I went there, I learned Turkish, and then, yeah, that was it. Came back. Cool. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yep. Well, folks, encourage you to listen to Pastor Anderson's sermons on Orthodoxy in light of the Bible. And, of course, he talks primarily about Greek Orthodox uh, Church, but you can apply same. it all across the board to all of it because it's basically all the same. And, um, you know, it's basically a reflection of what the Catholic Church is because that's exactly what happens in monasteries in the Catholic Church. Yep. You know, all that filth and perversion, sodomy, molestations. It's sad for those who have to stay there. Yeah, but whereas the Catholic Church, they get, they're like in the spotlight because they're so big, right? Yeah. Other things like the Orthodox Church or like the Syriac Orthodox Church, they're so small, no one pays attention to them, so they can Sad. get away with more. Well, may God strike yeah. them dead, amen? Amen. So, Make them schools. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's absolutely right. Well, you know, in the Old Testament, that when the, the king, a righteous king, would, would come into power, he would actually exhume those, those bones and he'd just burn them. Yeah. You know, which eventually is going to happen to all those bones right there. Yep. God's going to burn all those. But, amen. Well, good stuff, Brother John. Anything else you want to add? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all that went on there. Well, I'm glad you found our church. Glad you were able to attend. You've been a blessing to our church. Good to have you on the podcast. And so, um, that's pretty much it, fellas. I I mean, is there anything else? Wait, you had a shout-out. Who who are we going to shout-out? Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson. Yeah. Pastor Thompson's son wanted a shout-out on the podcast, and he specifically wanted us to say that he's single and he's ready to mingle. He's single, right. ladies. I believe he's what, 18? 18 now? I don't know how old he is. I don't know how old he is, but he can throw down. And <laughs> yeah, he can fight. And he can fight. Give him he's his single. Yeah. His oh, yeah, let's just say his Instagram account, right? Let's see. Pull it up. Josh Thompson from Sure Foundations Baptist Church. He wanted a shout out because I think he wants to get married. So uh, he's, he's, he's hoping that someone will <laughs> hear this. His Instagram yeah, account publicity. name yeah, is Josh. Josh underscore Thompson 34. There you go. Yeah. All right. Josh, shout out to you. You go You go to a great church. You got a great pastor, great dad. And so it's a, it's, he's a blessing. I keep in contact with Pastor Man. Thompson uh, pretty often. He's awesome. And so we're looking forward to having him come back this year. He's going to be preaching for us, I think, in September or, or August or something like that. So that's going to be good. Anything else, fellas? We don't got yeah, no shout outs on. Pulled up that, uh, no, I, I think on, that's on it. Google. 
Oh yeah. More Gabriel Monastery. Yeah. Four point seven rating. One thousand five hundred and ninety reviews. Yeah, man. Wow. So my negative review ain't even gonna, it's make not gonna it help. <laughs> well, <laughs> d- throw it in there though. Yeah. Throw that negative review in there. This place loves kissing places. schools. <laughs> that's that's where yeah. Satan's bunch of school kissers here. <laughs> Satan's TripAdvisor. What? It's like a tourist place. Yeah. Even a lot of Muslims. Where Satan's seat is. Airbnb like there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Glenn would find an Airbnb there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, signing off. Thank you for tuning in to the Rod of Iron podcast. Make sure you tune in next week. Looking forward to a great week. Great services coming up. Churches are finally open, by the way. Yeah, and so, hey, good. if you're listening to this, you go to our church. Is it has it not been recording for quite some Come time? Come back. <laughs> wow. They're all good off. job, Marcos. Uh, church has been open for quite some time, and so make sure you. Attend our services Thursday night, 7 p.m. We have Sunday morning service at 10.30, Sunday evening at 5 p.m. First Works Baptist Church, 2600 Tyler Avenue. Make sure you show up. Got no reason not to. So signing off. You guys have a good night. Dun, 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 d